0: Hello, everyone, Matt here, and we've got Savannah joining me today as well. Hello. Hello, Savannah. (laughs) Yeah, so for today's topic, we wanna talk about, well, we actually debated this a bit too. Where are we gonna talk about this? But we wanna talk about what's going on at Basecamp. And we debated a little bit, should we even talk about it? I felt a little dirty talking about it because of kind of like outrage marketing. It's like they're getting coverage for the wrong reasons. So it felt a little, little weird talking about. It. I know I tweeted about it and stuff too. I could, I couldn't help myself. But at the end of the day, we decided there was enough to be learned from this. That yeah, is is worth talking about. A lot of lot of examples here of what not to do, in our opinion. So we're gonna get. Yeah, into it.
1: I mean, this is what we were, you know, messaging about all week. You know, in our leadership Slack channel, like we, everyone had so much to say about it, and. Eventually, I was like, oh, we should really document everything that we've learned from this because there are some really good lessons I think we're all taking away. And yeah, so we like we typed up some notes, but also I thought it'd be good to just record a podcast on it because it's a big learning lesson. It's nice to be able to learn from other people's mistakes so that <laughs> yeah, de- you yeah, don't definitely. ever get into this situation, but.
0: You know, I think the other thing for us too is that Basecamp has traditionally been, and I'll get into, for those that don't know, in just a minute, I'm gonna get into what happened. Cause if you haven't been paying attention to the tech news, you're probably like, what the heck am I talking about? I'll get into it in just a minute. But the one thing I wanted to say too is that we've always looked up to Basecamp as well, and they've really been a trendsetter in the industry. So that kind of made it a, especially painful for what happened here and we kind of felt some camaraderie too as a bootstrapped remote company uh, as well they're they're a big one in that space a huge pillar in that space at least up until recently
1: <laughs> yeah well so they've been they've been growing a bootstrapped company and they've also been really outspoken about like the antitrust stuff with Apple and yes. so Yeah, I feel like we've definitely looked up to them as, you know, a company that we aspire to grow, to be like, but not after this week. So
0: (laughs) yeah, you should
1: give a little recap.
0: Yeah, let me get it. Let me get a little recap. So what started is Basecamp has always been a company, too, that if you haven't followed them, they've always been very open about how they're managing the company, about what's going on in the company. So recently, the CEO, Jason Freed, I think that's how you say his last name put out a post detailing some changes at Basecamp. And there are a number of them in there, most of which I don't really agree with, but there was one in particular that really stuck with people and has really made a lot of people upset. And I also had a pretty strong reaction to myself. And that was about banning political discussion in the workplace. And they're not the first to do this. Coinbase has also done this. But it really was like the shot heard around the world when, when Basecamp went out there with this. And just the way the way the post was, it came off pretty angry to me as well. Mm-hmm. It came off as really like, we're tired of pleasing everybody. We're t- tired of dealing with your problems. Yeah, we're just gonna ban discussion we don't like happening at work. And on the face of it, it might seem reasonable to you at first, But as also some reporters dug down deeper into it, there was a report that came out, I'll link to it too in the show notes, about what actually was going on behind the scenes at Basecamp to also trigger this. And the more the information comes out, the worse it gets. Because what transpired internally was there was some discussion internally that turned a little bit political and kind of called out one of the founders. And that founder kind of went back and forth, with one of the employees, and it just got pretty nasty on the internal internal chat. And it seems that rather than dealing with that particular issue, they just said, well, you know what, because that touched on some political issues from now on, just no political discussion at all in the company. And that was that, and they put it out, and we thought that maybe they were gonna backtrack off or roll back their policy after a lot of, a lot of the pushback they were getting in the overall community, but no, they're really sticking to it, and as of late, They've announced, they've they've stuck to their guns. The two founders, DHH and Jason Freed, have stuck to it. And they've announced even severance packages for people that if you're not happy with it, here's the door. And even today, I've been seeing quite actively on Twitter, a number of very, very key people. One person that's been there at Basecamp for over 15 years, a very key member of the team, packing yeah. his bags and going. There's been a number of people, and I expect we're going to see more also that are taking the severance package and leaving.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been seeing that too on Twitter, just a handful of resignations and I'm sure more to come. And yeah, it's painful to watch all of this play out. And it's even more painful that they're like really doubling down on it mm-hmm. and not really learning from any of the feedback that people are are giving to them about about this. So yeah, so we've had some, I guess we've sort of, Compiled some main takeaways that we've seen from from everything that happened this week. So that's what I want to talk through. It's like the biggest lessons that we're taking forward at AstroPad.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I just realized I left one thing out of the summary too, which was really bad. Is what started a lot of this discussion too, the internal discussion of the company was they had this list of customer names. There was like funny sounding customer names, which is totally inappropriate. And that's what spawned a lot of this as well. It seemed to spawn a lot of a lot of discussion and things escalated and yeah, eventually resulting in this, well, no political discussion. So we started sharing it internally on the company chat, started going back and forth quite a bit on it. There was a lot of opinions. I was curious, Savannah, where what was your what was your initial reaction? What did you what did you think when you saw this?
1: It was one of those things where it's like I read it when it when he first published it and it didn't really hit me at first. And then like over the next few hours, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it just kept snowballing as I would think through different scenarios and how this new policy that they have wouldn't work for so many scenarios and what it really comes down to is like banning politics from the workplace doesn't work because i mean workplaces are comprised of human lives and unfortunately a lot of people's identities are still politicized today you know if you're part of like the lgbtq community That can turn into a political discussion. It shouldn't, but unfortunately today it still does. And so if you're talking about benefits like parental leave, those conversations can turn political really fast. And I don't understand how people can think that you can separate human lives and the workplace. So as I had time to digest this post that they made, I really started to feel like they, the founders of Basecamp, were living in this alternate reality where they aren't aware of their own privilege. They're two very wealthy white dudes and yeah, their reality is going to be different from the people who show up to work for them. So it just doesn't work to separate human lives and in a workplace.
0: Yeah, it felt a lot like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. It was like they wanted to treat their their employees as as other computers. They didn't have to deal with the the messy part of humans, right? It was like just come to work, do your work. I don't want to hear hear your opinions. I don't want to hear about what's going on. Just get your work done and go home. And yeah, as you said, definitely from a very privileged background. Like, I really it struck me too. If you look at the post that's next to it's one about Jason Fried buying Asana, and it's even worse. Like if you read the post, it's actually even worse. It's about it how he bought us sauna sight unseen without any research or any. And now how he's going to buy products from this now on? I mean, come on, like that's just like totally out of touch with the with so the person.
1: unrelatable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so so unrelatable. So. But what struck me too is it was similar similar to you, Savannah, as well too, where at first you read it, you read the headline, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like it probably doesn't make sense to be arguing some political stuff at work. But then you start to think, okay, well, where do I draw the line? And then when you start to be like, okay, what, what's on the political line and what's not, it gets very murky very, very quickly. Yeah. And I was just thinking in terms of our own company, right? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking in terms of, because this was a great opportunity to look through how they were handling this and think about how ourselves, we would handle this. Or like, how would this apply to us, right? Mm-hmm. As you're saying, you know, we, we don't have to make this mistake. We're trying to learn from from other people's mistakes here. And as I was thinking through it, there was two things that came to mind that I can't imagine not talking about. One is COVID. COVID, we've talked about a ton this past year and a half, because it's impacted everybody in the world, everybody's lives, but it's also still a very politically charged issue at this point. Where do you draw the line there? Right? Like, should we talk about it? Should we talk about COVID? And it's like, well, yes, it's part of everybody's lives. How can we not talk about that? Another thing that the company is technically headquartered in Minneapolis, the Minneapolis area. And we have a lot of people here in Minneapolis. And many of you probably know, George Floyd was killed here by a police officer here in Minneapolis. And that was a huge, huge traumatic event. And I remember the Monday after that happened, we didn't even have our team call. Like, that's how impactful it was. That's like just how things felt at the time. And I can't imagine just ignoring that. And pretending like oh nothing happened. Let's just go about our team meeting as usual. There's a giant elephant in the room, but you know we're just going to pretend that it's not relevant to us at all. People on our team too had you know were some of them had lived very close to where that happened. How can we not acknowledge what was going on? That's totally unrealistic, completely unrealistic. So I just don't think it's <laughs> it's really realistic to politics are intertwined with 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 us as humans and and businesses as well. And the other thing too is business is a part of society, right? Like we're hopefully as a business you're advancing something in society. Hopefully you're improving in some way. Now, granted I know there are businesses that just skim off the top and don't give anything in return, scammers and grifters and but that's not what we're talking about. That's the the small percentage. We're, most people want to work at a company and want to that's giving back in some way. And you're a part of the broader society and politics is a huge, huge part of that. And you can't just bury your head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So that was my kind of initial thoughts going through. And and yeah, it was the same thing as you. It was like the, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't, mm-hmm. it kept coming back. I kept coming up with more comments. I kept coming back to our, yeah, same. our, our Slack channels. Like, like, oh, I thought about this now and this and this and this
1: yeah, the more the more I had time to digest, the greater the impact I saw that these new policies would have. And I guess one of the other big takeaways, kind of building off of what you were talking about, Matt, is that like there's a huge responsibility that founders have when you start a company and you have employees. It's no longer just a fun, project at that point, because you have employees, you're responsible. You have accountability for people's livelihoods. And I I know like talking with you and Matt and Giovanni or Matt and Giovanni, you guys have (laughs) you guys have felt that pressure before. And there there was a quote from Casey Newton's piece that he did. So this was like the day after this came out the day after base camps proposed Policy changes, and Casey Newton did an investigative piece, kind of looking into like what caused these changes. And the last line in the piece is a quote from an employee, or maybe a former employee, who says, "Yeah, probably former at this point. (laughs) Yeah, they're not there anymore." But they say, "There's always been this kind of unwritten rule at Basecamp that the company exists, basically exists for David and Jason's enjoyment. At the end of the day, they are not interested in seeing things." in their work timeline that make them uncomfortable or distracts them from what they're interested in. And this is the culmination of that. And it's hard to say like how, I mean, we don't really know these people and what the truth is, what their mindset is as founders. But if I can say, Matt, as your employee, if I kind of got the sense that Astropad was all just about you having fun and you didn't want to deal with any of the the human impacts of having a business. I mean, I don't think I can could get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Like this job is my livelihood and so I think you have a responsibility there. And me as a manager too, it's the same thing.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, making money is is not enough, right? Like there needs to be a broader. That's that's really kind of the sense I got from what they had out there is like we come to work, we're going to make money, and we're going to go home, right? Now, that's that's the message I got from it, whether that's what they intended or not. I don't know. That's the message I got from what was written. And that's not enough, especially for people, too, that have options in the job market and they have other jobs they could go to. I mean, they're going to pick something else where they can, you know, if they're lucky enough to be in that position where they can make a good salary and they can contribute back in some way. And I know that's something, too, that's that's also People have said is more common among millennials, right? Like our, our it would be both of our generation, right? Like as well, and I think that's very true. People want to be tied to something bigger.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the message that they were sending, you know, in in their blog post that they put out was, "We want productivity at all costs," and it. Almost seemed like they are viewing Basecamp, the company, as like a vacuum environment mm-hmm. where like reality outside of that shouldn't affect what you show up to do at work. And that's just not true, especially over the past year. You can't you can't separate those things. And maybe this blog post, I mean, I think it still would have had a strong reaction a couple of years ago. But I think the reaction was just so much stronger because of everything that's happened in the last year with the pandemic and, you know, this, you know, new social justice reckoning that we've been going through. It's just,
0: it just seems so out of touch. Oh, totally, totally. It seems like not respecting people. And that's another major, major. And if one of the biggest things coming out of it too is it's it's not respecting their people, their team, their employees that's something I because we found out after the fact from the porting that the team found out about this the same time as the public did. So that was a major mistake on on their part. If they had a good organization they should have had the managers leadership team, others that they could consult on this change before they implemented it and told them that this probably they needed to think this over. You know, or these were things to take into consideration, but it sounds like there wasn't it. They just made the decision. They went forward with it. They blasted it publicly. They let their team know, and at the end of the day, they just didn't really respect respect their team. Their team should have gotten heard first. They should have listened to the feedback from their t- and had they done that, listened to the feedback from their team and adjusted accordingly. But it seems they're just not interested in that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, and it it feels like they are punishing their entire team versus, I mean, I don't know exactly what happened internally, not that someone needed to be punished, but like, obviously there was some sort of tension there that needed to be worked through between the founders. And it just seems like, you know, everyone on the team is taking a hit. And the people who are going to pay the price for that at the end ultimately are the founders because they're having all of their their great long-term talent leave. And that's going to hurt.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the other thing too that I was, I was thinking through with this is, yeah, how should you deal with a situation right, like this? Now, in this particular case, and again, I'll link to the actual article. It doesn't, doesn't sound like, it sounds more like the one of the founders called out an employee publicly on one of the channels. And really that should have been dealt with and not realizing kind of the power dynamic as well when you do something like that, right? Generally it's praise in public, criticize in pi- private, right? And he certainly, certainly didn't follow that. The other thing I was thinking through, right, is like, okay, this is kind of blanket ban where you're just like, I hereby decree no political talk from now on, right? Okay, well, we were saying earlier that's a muddy line to navigate, but what if somebody does really cross it? What if it does get really heated and the discussion gets inappropriate? How do you deal with it? And I think the way to deal with it And I was thinking like, what if our company kept growing and we had to deal with something like this ourselves, what would we do? And I was thinking, you should talk to the individuals involved. You don't need to bring this down on the whole team. Talk to the people that, you know, maybe got things out of line, maybe are bringing it to an inappropriate level. Talk to them, tell them, you know, I realize you're really passionate about this, but this is, you know, offending people. This is, you know, whatever the case may be, we need to bring it back, I'm you know, this isn't productive right now, and talk to that individual person. Don't punish everyone for the minority, like a small group of people's mistakes. Like it just, and in this case, it really feels like what we hear from the reporting that all of them are really getting punished for maybe the founder's mistake yeah. too.
1: Mm-hmm. And another thing I was thinking about as all of this was playing out is, you know, what about the other people at, in Basecamp's leadership structure? Were they all on board with these policies? Or were they too afraid to say something to the founders along the lines of like, hey, this seems out of touch? Are Were they too afraid? Were they on board? I don't know. But I mean, I'd like well, to think that at Astropad, if you... If you and Giovanni ever went off the rails and did something like that, yeah, I could be like, "Dude, come on!"
0: (laughs) send a message. Can we talk?
1: But I mean, I don't, I don't think that would ever happen. But I, I I hope
0: not. But right, like, I just wonder, like,
1: were the other people on the leadership team?
0: Well, it seems like they had no heads up either. It seemed like they found out as soon as everyone else, and they're doubling down so hard on it now to the point of offering severance packages. Well, I'd be afraid of saying anything now, too. They're just going to tell me to go to the door take the, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the door. Yeah. And they've really left no room for anyone to disagree with them here.
1: Yes. And the big long-term impact that I see with this is that the only people that are going to want to work at Basecamp now are people who have the exact same mindset as the founders. If you're a person of color or a woman in tech why would you why would you want to work for these people that are so out of touch? I don't yeah, know. If, if uh, your identity absolutely. and your perspective isn't going to be valued in in this setting, no, They're, the job market is looking pretty good right now, so <laughs> I just don't see I just don't see them being able to attract a really good, diverse pool of people now.
0: Yeah. And that's going to hurt them in the long run. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it harder to recruit long-term.
1: And build good products. Like I think you, yeah, need, you, absolutely need, too. you need that diversity to build good products.
0: Yeah, so. you need the different voices to tell you. Because yeah, if you only have one set of experiences, it's hard to build good products that, that everyone can use, right? Because you're only building products for people like you then. Absolutely. I mean, another huge thing you touched on here is they didn't ask their team for advice. They just came down with a decree. They didn't ask for input. They didn't ask for it. They just did. It seems like a huge mistake to me as well there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just astounded they keep doubling down on it. I thought maybe they would backtrack, right? Because they've been held in such high esteem by a lot of the bootstrapping community, remote work community. I mean, kind of the irony of this all is that as a company, they are very outspoken. They get involved in political issues as well, like even the antitrust stuff. They've been talking a lot about Apple and antitrust, actually other big tech as well. I mean, that's a political issue there will beat the drum on this stuff when it helps their company but when it comes to the individual politics of the employees within their their company they don't seem to want to hear about it so that's kind of the irony isn't even a strong enough word for what I'm, what i'm looking for here
1: i'm curious to see if they ever recover and redeem any credibility after this
0: yeah 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 it's pretty interesting, yeah I mean, because at the end of the day, they can you know as long as they're not breaking any laws, they can do this kind of stuff, right? If they want to run their company, their private company this way, they can do it i don't I don't think it's a good idea. I don't don't agree with it. I wouldn't want to work at a place like that, but it's their prerogative if they want to,
1: yeah, and I know you've taught you and Giovanni have been talking about this this week, so as founders, like have you had any sort of reckoning with your role or how you view your role after seeing this all play out?
0: Well, it's really like two things I mainly thought about, both of which we've really touched on. Is just was an emphasis again on our responsibility. How we really need to take our responsibility seriously. That, not that we don't, but it's just a reminder of that, that the decisions we make can impact a lot of people. Granted, we're not as big as Basecamp, but we're not a ton ton smaller either. But yeah, that even on a small scale, like our, our decisions can really impact a lot of other people and we need to be careful of that. We need to be aware of that. We need to get, and on top of that, we need to get other people's opinions that we don't have all the answers and that we need to have a team that provides different perspectives and is also importantly comfortable enough to provide those perspectives as well as well when when we're out of line because we're not always going to get it right so you need to have those other people that are going to tell you when you're screwing up right and so just the importance of that was really really what came came into mind so it'll be interesting to see where this all goes i don't know any predictions on your
1: <sighs> i mean it's been interesting to see all of these resignations on Twitter and then people jumping in being like, oh yeah, like my company's hiring. I mean, I've seen that like, I know Help Scout has been really outspoken (laughs) about it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, what are my predictions? I don't think that they can recover from this unless it would take a very humbling moment from the founders I think of like, you know, when YouTubers mess up and then they have to make like apology videos oh, yeah. and they're always so bad. Like it would have to be a super sincere apology, awareness, acknowledgement of their privilege. It would have to be very humbling. And I I just don't see that coming from them.
0: No, I don't see it. Well, because the difference with YouTube too is YouTube also has Power over these these YouTubers and say, "Oh, we're going to turn off monetization on your videos," and that hurts them.
1: Yeah. So there's nothing stopping. They
0: they're not really accountable to anybody. The founders at Basecamp, right? So I can't I can't really see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I definitely think we'll see more resignations from the company. I thought maybe they would backtrack. They haven't. I don't don't think that's going to happen now. Yeah. Long term, though. I don't know.
1: I'd be interested to see what the pool of their employees looks like compared to like a week ago versus six months from now. Like, are they going to be able to attract the same talent, the same diversity after this? I don't
0: think they'll be able to. Yeah, it's it's going to be a pretty black eye. But maybe at this point, founders don't care. I don't know. I mean, they've been running this base camp for a long time. Maybe... They made their money. Maybe this runs course. I don't know. Sit in their sauna. Yeah, it's going to, yeah, sit in their sauna. <laughs> Race cars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, But certainly in the short term, they're going to be get beaten up a lot for this. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming on to discuss this. Yeah, We've got I feel topic like I had some day.
1: thoughts to get off of my chest with that. Ah. Like I just needed a, it's taken up a lot of,
0: mind space this week so it really Glad has documented kept, kept we kept bouncing back and forth on the chat about it so it was good good to talk about it and pretty much what you heard is what we were talking about internally as well it was like yeah what can we learn from this what, what did they screw up what, this is a know?
1: dumpster fire
0: how do <laughs> yeah we... this is a dumpster fire how do we make sure we never have a dumpster as on fire as this <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah totally Yeah, thanks for coming on, Savannah. For those listening, please reach out. Any questions or thoughts, Matt at Astropad.com. Otherwise.
1: All right. Bye.